This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Inside Track. Brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am talking today with Rick Farrell, vocalist and guitarist with the Roadhouse Clams. Hailing from Maryland's eastern shore, their bio says the Roadhouse Clams are fueled by sour mash whiskey and back road attitude, playing rootsy, redneck Americana gems with a combination of biker saloon rowdiness and carefree beach bar irreverence. Welcome, Rick. Hey, great to be here, man. Thanks, Greg. That's a pretty potent description. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I, I, that's, that comes from probably uh, about 50% different music writers, and, and, and the other half is just fans. It's so hard to, it's hard to nail down the exact sound of what we do. We've, we've kind of stripped it down now. Our booking agent just says it's, it's simply music for drunk girls to dance to. Really, <laughs> okay. But, you know, on the eastern shore of Maryland, it's, we've got, you know, we've got a lot of boating, we've got the beach, we've got, you know, farming. So there's an awful lot of influence happening. So, you know, we, we kind of pull from all of it. Now, tell me, I'm familiar with, with Cape Charles in that part of Virginia, tell me what what the Eastern Shore is for you guys as far as how where you play, where you travel up and down that parts of it for for our listeners, so they understand what part of the country we're talking about. Well, it's, it's directly east of Baltimore and Washington, and uh, you know as soon as you cross the Chesapeake Bay, it's east of the bay, so it's just you know this long dangling thing right there that goes down into Virginia, and uh, you know mostly. Most of the uh, most of the Mid Atlantic knows the Eastern Shore as the way to the beach, and it's just one straight shot highway on Route 50 that takes you uh, sort of southeast, right down to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's about where we are. And and that's been home for you. It is. It is. Um, you know, it's funny because it's it, it, being the rural area that it is. Um, there's not an awful lot of venues for our pure mm-hmm. thing here. You know, a solid, strictly original band. So we will pull in some covers and things like that. But you know, we've been as far as we we you know we we get up to New England. We've been as far away as Grand Cayman um, down in the Caribbean. So we book uh, 
several shows there several times a year we go down to florida and um you know we're trying to expand our way kind of slowly but surely pushing west as well mm-hmm. okay um give me give me some background how, how did you guys get started your your influences in music and and how the roadhouse clams came to be uh, that's, that's a good question. We started we started back in 2010, like right January 2010. Mm-hmm. And the other songwriter, uh, Keith Thompson, and myself, uh, we've been we've been kind of jammed around and playing some open mics and doing some different things. We decided, you know what? Um, it's time. You know, we we kept every time we would get together, there was that little bit of spark, that magic. And yeah, you know, he didn't know me from Adam, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But so we get together, the harmonies were there. There wasn't even a lot of rehearsal we had to go, just kind of fill in. And we just sort of, you know, him, you know, he's, he's from Southwest Virginia, so he brings an awful lot of the mandolin. He brings an awful lot of that, sure. uh, you know, that, that rootsiness to him. So, you know, he comes from that, and then I'm bringing kind of my more rock and roll end of it, um, you know, roots rock and roll to it. So mm-hmm. it's a really nice patch. And um, I think we've been through about four drummers till we, you know, not, nothing against the former ones, but the <laughs> one we have now is phenomenal. Uncle cool. Ted, he's, he's a jazz guy um, by nature, but okay. so he's very, he's like, he's like our Charlie Watts. He really is. Yeah, he's, cool. Um, we uh, recruited my son, Derek, uh, to play bass for us, which was great. Before he was 21, he was playing with us, so it, it was great for me because I had a, I had a great bass player, and I also had a designated driver. But, you know, <laughs> one turned one, that went away. Yeah. Um, we've got a wonderful uh, keyboardist that played with Junior Klein and, and the Slicky Boys, and he's kind of comes from out of, the, out of the D.C. scene named Arif Durrani, who is just, he's a boogie-woogie piano guy mm-hmm. that can also pick over and become Booker T. And it's really nice on the organ, so it's, it's a great balance. And then we've just added... Uh, JD, who's our slide electric guitarist, and um, really a, a great, like, a, somewhere between Albert Lee and Mick Taylor, if hmm. you can picture it like that. He mm-hmm. really gets both sides of that coin really well. Mm-hmm. So it allows me to sort of focus more on rhythm guitar and, and singing and let him sort of take you know, do the heavy lifting with, with the solo work that he does. Sure, yeah, okay. Well, I, I really like the sound that you guys have put together. It's kind of got that. 70s I hesitate to say southern rock but that 70s southern feel to it is that was that intentional tell me a little bit about how you guys developed the sound honestly none of it was intentional we just started writing if if, you know our first album was we put it out about eight months after we were a band and if you hear Raw Barn the first one it's very we recorded it live Mm -hmm. uh, in a sound stage and uh, the tracks on that have a much more I think rudimentary and country feel to them um like what we 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 weren't quite sure where we were going but we didn't want to limit the songwriting so we just sort of let it happen Mm -hmm. and um again just with the different influences coming in my my daddy said to me a long time ago and he always yep not not everything he said stuck in my head but this one did (laughs) and he said dad he said well there's two kinds of music there's music you like and there's music you don't like everything else is nonsense don't worry about yeah. You know, genre, worry about all that. So, you know, any, any given day, I could be listening to Mojo Nixon and then go to John Coltrane and then go to the Dead Kennedys. Mm. And I think all that kind of plays in. You pick, but, you know, even beyond that, I think with influences, I mean, you know, watch Sons of Anarchy. Sons is great, but you, you pick up you pick up influences for songs there. Sure. Um, you could be somewhere and you hear just somebody turn a certain phrase and there's, there's your chorus and... So having that antenna up, I think, is kind of good because I think the influences sort of come from everywhere. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Roadhouse Clams as a name. How did you guys latch on to that? Uh, sort of by accident. You know, if a good name is... A, a, the, the best band... The bands that I love their names, when I've asked them where to come up with them, they always said they, the, band, the band name found us. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of the way it is. Okay. So, you know, we were... You know, we, we, uh, but you know, really it really comes down to, you know, we love a good roadhouse, we love a good biker joint, and that's one of our favorite kind of places to play. Um, and living here on the Eastern Shore, you know, you kind of get an affinity for seafood, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're more famous here for crabs, but we decided roadhouse crabs was a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we, decided, we did not want to go down that road. Right. So crabs was the next best thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What type of what type of venues? Obviously, the Roadhouse feel. Other than that, what type of venues do you find your, you, yourself in? Well, because we are kind of chameleon life in our sound, we, we we shift gears a lot. You know, we've done everything for from opening for you know people like Johnny Lang, uh, you know, members of Alabama, the Nighthawks, uh, some of those, and, and some of the larger mm-hmm. venues in Baltimore and DC. Some of the, you know, the big concert venues. Um, and then we also, you know, especially we're getting into the time of year now where we're with tiki bars, and uh, there's no shortage of tiki bars up and around the Chesapeake Bay and out on the, out on the ocean sure, as yeah. well. Yeah. So, you know, we can do, I think our, one thing that's really cool is the way the way our originals are, they're pretty accessible. And a lot of people would say, it's, it's, it's even if they haven't heard them, there's a familiarness in there that they can, they, mm-hmm. they can tag on to. Mm-hmm. So... Well, a lot of original bands would have a tough time playing a bar where people are wanting to hear Sweet Home Alabama in summer of 69. We can get in there and, and do our thing. And if we, in an event like that, we probably do maybe 60% originals and the 40% covers. But when okay. we do covers, we never walk down that road and say, we don't do anything verbatim. Like, we've got a, we've got a bluegrass version of um, ACDC's uh, Shook Me All Night Long. Oh, that cool. we developed on on the fly in Key West a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we do another kind of outlaw country version of the Bee Gees, uh, Staying Alive. Okay. Uh, almost like a John Lee Hooker version of, um, of the Beastie Boys Fight for Your Right. We do <laughs> a jam version of Prince's Kiss. So it's always stuff that catches people off guard. And sure. the balance, too, seems to work really well. And for your originals, is there a... Tell me a little bit about the songwriting process when when you sat down to put an original song together that that fits the Roadhouse Clams. <laughs> it's it's uh it's kind of tough. Same thing with the name things. Got almost sometimes the song has like if I sit down and say this afternoon I'm gonna write a song, I will sit there and stare at the walls and eat pretzels and do nothing. I can't won't come out. But yeah. you know, if it's over right rare right on Christmas time. Um, I, uh, I got up early to let the dogs out, and I came back to bed. My wife had taken over the entire bed. And I said, hey, come on, let me in. And then, bam, song hit, song idea hits. I, I grab my computer, da 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 you know, uh, grab the guitar, and boom. 30 minutes later, there's our song, let me in. It'll be on the good album up. So, again, I, I kind of think just paying attention, and, and things will find you. And, uh, yeah, we have we, we wrote a new one um, on the fly called Drop the Hammer and Raise Some Hell. Uh, it's just we were in this bar and we were having a great time with these folks and and uh, you know sometimes I, I have enough ham in me unfortunately or fortunately that I can kind of you know I, I like to be a little bravado and I get going and next thing you know we're 
just spouting out lyrics on the fly. We probably did about 70% of that song as it is now. We did it brand new, unrehearsed. That's, you know, we play it off that everybody knows where it's going. And, okay. you know, it's not a, it's not a yes song. It doesn't go into four, eight, nine time or any kind of nonsense like that. It's a straight up rock and roll, right. you know, rock and but um, yeah, it's just wherever and whenever. I we love to go down the beach and just you know go down to Assateague, which is a really nice quiet state mm-hmm. park, down mm-hmm. on the ocean, play guitar, and you know just sometimes just jamming around. You know, that's where some of those best ideas will come out. Yeah, is is this uh, full time for you or for the whole band? You guys have other things that you do. It is full time, and we do have other things that we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Downtime is not, what is that? I don't know. But right. you know, it's, it's a labor of love, you know. And it, sure it is. Funny. My wife gets a kick out of that. She says, you're not working, you're playing. I'm like, come on now. You've been, you've been with me long enough at this. You know that this is work. So. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's um, it's um something that we started, we because we didn't really have any, any pretenses as to where this was going to go, we didn't really have a strategy. We just sort of let it happen, and it's grown from being this small thing to, you know, we can be a lot busier than we are now. We get we get requests for, you know, to play festivals and events on the other side, you know, to, in Phoenix and, you know, uh, Colorado, these different spots. And we're, we're, we're in a place where, you know, sure, if they want to pay for us to get out there and do it, we just, we're just not in a position now, you know, monetarily yet to be able to do that kind of stuff, but we're working towards it. So that's the goal then. You, you want to really be able to branch out considerably beyond the Maryland area? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, the goal is let's not have a ceiling. The goal is let's see where all this can take us. Um, you know, the, the where we've seen our music growing and, and the on you know, the, the radio airplay we're getting, the streaming, the messages, we, you know, but we get, we get a ton of traffic, a ton of email and, uh, you know, and Facebook messages from the UK. And mm-hmm. we're getting... And so we're, we're actually, I had, uh, we have our management looking into getting us over there. Um, so I think just keeping our eyes open and not, and like, you know, as I said, not having that ceiling and let's see where, let's see where it goes. Yeah, okay. Um, you mentioned the band got together in 2010. What was, what was music for you prior to that? Um, that's a good question. I, 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 uh, I started out as a bass player. So did our mandolin player start out as a bass player. Okay. So three players in the band. And I was playing some, you know, I, I was in uh, a lot of, DC has a really nice blues scene. So I was traveling mm-hmm. down there and doing a lot of blues. Um, and then most recently we had kind of this throwaway party band that just became, it was supposed to be something that was fun for people's backyard. It was called Jack the Penguin. <laughs> and, um, it sort of took off and, it took on a life of its own, and we found ourselves playing these, you know, bigger venues and kind of, you know, these dance club things. It was all classic rock, but we mm-hmm. were having a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it went a lot further than we ever expected. And and that was that was your last gig before the Roadhouse Clams. It was, yeah. And, okay. and, and also, I mean, doing what we do here, you know, we're playing acoustic, and so there's, I do some of you know, a lot of acoustic solo. Um, singer songwriter stuff here sure. and there. Okay. I mean, uh, just staying busy. And then uh, you told me a few minutes ago that um, that you've got your son in the band. Tell me how how that came to be and and what that's been like. I uh, as well. Just like my dad raised me with music, I raised my boys. I have two boys. I raised them with that same passion for mm-hmm. it. And he came to me um, 
what, maybe about five or six. And he said, Dad, I want to play guitar. And I said, well, first thing, boy, you're going to play piano. And he fought me on it. But <laughs> I dug my heels in, and he learned piano. So it really helped him when he, when he did transition to guitar. It really helped him to, uh, you know, to understand the, the, you know, the, the theory behind it. And he's, he's, he's a lot more cerebral than I'll ever be. And he, he really understands a lot of the theory, and he really gets into all that. Mm-hmm. So... When he was in high school, he was playing in a, in a band, they were a cover band, and they were so far beyond what I ever saw in a high school band when I was that age. Mm. Blue Bay. And, uh, you know, so when we, when our bass player, our bass player, uh, was leaving, he said, hey, and once you come in and sit in for a few gigs, and he said, you know, he stood, you know, connecting Derek with our drummer, Uncle Ted, you know, even though there's a, there's a few year difference between the two of them, they just completely locked in. Mm-hmm. There was an, an obvious choice from the beginning there. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, it is. It's great. And, and the other thing is, you know, he's 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 living on his own now. But when he was, you know, in the very beginning, when he first started playing in the band, he was still in the house. So I probably drove him crazy. I come up with a song idea, I'd be waking him up at three o'clock in the morning. Grab a guitar, clear home. Bouncing ideas off him. Yeah. So he's he's close by still then, right? Oh yeah, he's just on the other side of the bay, so we're in Annapolis. Yeah. Okay. And um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the new album that, that just came out. Yeah, yeah thanks. It's, uh, yeah, we just we released it in September. It's called Harbor at Home. It's a six-song EP. Um, it's the first, the, this the second one we've done. The first one we were so happy with because it actually went through three pressings and we just kept rolling with it. Hmm. But then it, and we got such a, we, we, have, we have such a backlog of songs we just need to get in and do, but we're playing so much and it's tough to do, but... Hard Road Home was, was actually chosen by our fans. They said, what six songs do you guys want to hear on this? And that was the feedback, so we picked them That's based cool. on some their input. And uh, this time, instead of recording live in a soundstage, we went down to D.C., worked with a producer named Mark Williams. And Mark has, Mark's credits include, he's worked with OAR, he's worked with uh, Matt Scannell in Vertical Horizon, he's worked with uh, Fountains of Wayne, just a bunch of you know some really some really nice great sounding heavy hitters and um so we, you know, we he heard our stuff and he really dug what we were doing we actually had to go in and sort of semi-audition for him live hmm. let's do um and we worked out a deal and that's we cracked that out kind of mostly over the summer last year between running back and forth between shows so it's kind of a really hectic schedule but mark was awesome because and before recording was, yeah, that's good. Okay, let's go on. Mark, yeah, with Mark, it was, uh uh-uh. uh, get back in there. Uh uh-uh. uh, mm. get back in there. And it was like, you want to strangle him. But at the end of the deal, when you end it, or when you hear the final track, the final version, like, oh my God, exactly right. So yeah. we learned to trust him. And uh, he's, he's a monster guitarist. So he, he actually did, uh, he actually laid down the, the solo track on the opening, uh, the opening song, Star uh, Spangled Dogs. And just shredded it. He's amazing. Hmm, that's cool. And and it's uh, been out for how long now? Just came out September, end of September. Okay, okay. And so, where, where where are you seeing that open some new doors for you? It seems. And you told me a few minutes ago that the one previous was was more of a live album, and this does seem to be a little bit of um. A little bit of a shift. Has it opened some doors to some some new fans for you? Uh, it definitely has, and um, luckily we've re- yeah we've seen to retain the folks that love the first one, which was a little bit of you know, because it's such a difference in sound and quality. But 
um, it's definitely opened a lot of doors, both industry-wise and with fans. And yeah, we've definitely seen. I mean, Raw Barn was 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 a guy album. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it's the, the opening track on Raw Barn is "I Like You Better When You've Been Drinking." It's you know that was a guy album. And this really, you know, the guys still are able to sink their teeth into it. But we've had there's a couple of ballads on here that women really seem to have drunk and drawn to. So mm-hmm. yeah, we like we like girls. They can come on and enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> And and you guys have got some um, some shows coming up up and down the East Coast. Any of them that uh, come to your mind? We want to throw out there real quick. Actually, yeah, there's, um, we're, we're um, real excited. We're finally heading down to Keats. Normally, when we've been going down the coast, we've been jumping on ninety five, and and our, we have a booking uh, a separate booking company that we work with that's been putting us down in Georgia. And uh, in Florida for the last couple of years, but we're finally getting down to Keith's old stomping grounds in Southwest Virginia. Yeah. And at the end of July, uh, we are going to be at the uh, historic Coffee Pot. And cool. you know, this, I, this place that I always wanted to play you know, in the past, I've gotten a chance to play at CBGB's in New York, and I've mm-hmm. got that whole thing to it. But man, when I saw the when I, when I realized all the people that played. At, have performed at uh, at the coffee pot. You know that's uh, Willard Nelson, and I mean everybody, all the way to uh, Richie Valens. Yeah, been <laughs> cool with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So we, we're we're pretty fired up about that, and um, I believe the date is the twenty fifth of July. Okay, and then we're actually picking up a second show down there. We've got a couple. We'll probably be. So that's in Roanoke, and then we'll be down in Blacksburg uh, probably the night before, and uh, then we're back up in, up here. And uh, it's kind of hard for us to leave the Mid-Atlantic in the summertime just because there's so much going on, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to getting down there. The coffee pot seem to really enjoy our music, and uh, they're excited to have us down, and especially on a Saturday night, it should be a good time. That's cool. So tell me how people can find you, find your music, get in touch with you. Uh, well, RoadhouseClams.com will punch point them to our webpage, and we are, uh, I don't know if we're the devil or not for doing it, but we are on Spotify. <laughs> and, uh, we're you almost have to be. be. On there. <laughs> it's actually, it's whatever Taylor Swift feels is her thing, but right. um, we're, we're really, you know, we've actually set them on a tour for it. You can find us there. You can find us on CD Baby. Um, and the uh, iHeartRadio Clear Channel just created recently a, a Roadhouse Clam channel station oh, on cool. iHeartRadio okay. streaming. So that's really cool. Yeah, I, I was listening to it the other day, and and uh, just and it was funny because one of our songs came on and it sounded really nice. And then uh, I think it was Hard Road Home, but the title track, really proud of that one. Then the very next track was seven, uh, was it Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles. You hear that harmony? It's like, oh man, yeah. you had to follow us up with that. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's great, and we're getting you know we're, Clear Channel does a really nice job with that, and we're getting a lot of uh, you know a lot of positive feedback on that as well. Isn't that every artist's dream to hear your song on the radio? It, it, it definitely is, you know, and um, it's 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 when you're not expecting it, you know, like yeah. uh, we got there's there's a couple of really strong radio stations that are indie up here. One is uh, WTMD, it's Towson University Radio up in Baltimore. 
fantastic radio station, very supportive of the local scene. And I didn't even, none of us even sent our music up there, but we were driving up to a show and listening to TMD, and boom, they're coming, here's the auto, here's the road out plan. So they went out of their way to go and find it and put it on. So yeah, that's cool. Honor. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it, man. It's been good talking to you, and I wish you guys the best of luck. I can't wait to catch your show when you come through the valley. We'd love, we'd love to have, man. I'd love, love to come down and see you, man. You know, we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, put you on the guest list and all that, and whatever you need. That would be great. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.